If you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. Albert Einstein. Welcome to the Simply Retirement Podcast with your host, Eric Blake. This show offers valuable insights and advice on retirement planning, specifically tailored for women. Join us as we explore various challenges that arise during retirement planning and discuss practical ways to overcome them. With years of experience in retirement planning as a financial professional, Eric brings a wealth of knowledge to the table. He is joined by guests who will also offer unique perspectives and insights. Together, they provide practical tips and strategies to help you delegate some of the heavy lifting and make the most of your retirement. Whether you are a widow, divorced, or simply ready to take control of your financial future, this podcast is designed to help you navigate the complexities of retirement planning and make the most of this exciting phase of life. We take a step-by-step approach to help you understand what's next and guide you through the retirement planning journey. So sit back, relax, and let us help you build your retirement on your terms with another episode of the Simply Retirement Podcast with Eric Blake. Welcome to the Simply Retirement Podcast with your host, Eric Blake. I'm Wendy McConnell. Now tell me a little bit about this quote, okay? Absolutely. So this applies to our top, definitely to applies to our topic today, talking a little bit about investing. You know, last uh, in the last episode, I shared our, our principles for financial planning. And again, somewhat of a framework or uh, some guidelines that, that people can follow, whether they're, you know, they're exploring us as a firm or just trying to come up with their own principles of financial planning. And when it comes to investing, people like to try to make it much more complex than I think it needs to be. So that's, again, kind of the theme of today is sharing some thoughts and some some principles that people can follow. And it was actually interesting. I thought about our last conversation about the principles of, of financial planning and trying to come up with, is there is there a little bit better comparison as far as having principles around investing or financial planning or whatever it might be. And what I thought of was thinking about how can we compare it to something, you know, more real life day to day. And I thought about our health, right? So especially after, after a holiday or you go through a period where, you know, you're not doing everything you need to do and principles being something that we can come back to, to kind of reset, get us back on the right track. So if you think about your health, you know, if you, if you have been off track a little bit, what can I, I make sure I exercise an hour a day. I make sure I'm drinking eight ounces or eight, eight glasses of water, getting enough protein, eating the right foods. So those kind of the principles of getting yourself back on track with your health. That's really what I want to do with these principles of investing. Just like we did the principles of financial planning is give people a frame of, frame of reference to come back to when they feel like they're a little uncertain you go through a difficult market like we saw in 2022 or whatever, whatever's on your mind or worrying you, what can we come back to, to make sure you can get yourself back on the right track? Well, I don't know why you felt the need to call me out for my bad eating over the <laughs> holiday, Eric. I mean, it was just unnecessary. <laughs> oh, I'm right there with you. So I'm, I'm, I got back in the gym today, got back, uh, getting the walking in, getting the steps in 10,000 <laughs> steps, you know, all those, uh, all those different principles. That's right. a bit are helping us get us back to where we want to be. Yeah. The problem is with this week, you know, it's like, once we went back to work, it was almost the weekend. So you might as well just, it's a lot. <laughs> just blow it out. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it is easier, but there, there's always Monday that rolls back around. And again, I, what are what are we going to come back to? Get us back on track for the next week. All right. So what are our investing principles? Well, first, again, just like with the financial planning principles, these are on our website, 
that you can refer to those as again, if you're coming up with your own principles, what again, you know, what are your fundamental beliefs about investing? So happy to share those in the show notes. But the first thing, and this gets back to really again what we talked about last week with the financial plan, everything starts with a plan. So we first principle one is what is your financial purpose? Develop a plan to, to accomplish that. When we talk about purpose, what's important about money? What do you want money to do for you? Develop a plan to help you accomplish that and then build an investment portfolio that aligns with those, with your purpose and your plan. That's going to be always be principle one. We need to align investments with the time horizon. This is something you talked about before. Right. I talk about this a lot. So when you're thinking about your investment strategy, you want to align your investments with your time horizon. When are you actually going to need the money? So we believe that owning a diversified portfolio of long-term investments for our long-term objectives and then short-term investments for short-term objectives is going to offer you the highest probability of helping you achieve your goals. And again, this seems simple. Back to the, the quote we used at the very beginning, this seems simple, but it's also a very time-tested strategy to make sure that, again, we're aligning your investments with your purpose and with your goals. The thing to keep in mind too is this is for the long haul. So when you know we see some volatility or whatever, we we don't like just abandon the plan, right? Right, because if you think about long term, the right time is always going to be a long term, long time horizon. Whether you you're 65 and you're about to retire, again, we expect that you're going to probably live in 20, 30, 25, 30 more years in retirement. So that's that would be always what we consider a long time horizon. But you may have short-term goals. You may want to, you know, if somebody's younger and they want to buy a house or they they want to buy a vacation property in retirement, you want to make sure that we're not putting those dollars at risk in a stock portfolio or long-term portfolio that might have some volatility. So we think about, again, referring back to 2022, where we saw a pretty good decline in the market. You don't want your short-term goals, put those at risk because of a short-term volatile period in the market. So we want to make sure, again, we're aligning your investment strategy with your goals. So we are staying the course of the plan that we have put in place because we know that there's going to be volatility. So we have that in mind when the plan is created. Exactly. So they, again, principle three, stay the course. So we know volatility is just a natural part of investing. The other thing to keep, about, keep in mind is that you know, we think about a lot of people think when they think stocks, again, they think risk, they think there's volatility, they think risk that the the market's going to go down at some point. And that's absolutely true. It can go down. Now, again, there's never been a permanent decline in the stock market. I don't expect there to be one in the future, but thinking about all investments involve some type of risk. So you think about even with CDs, there's some amount of risk. Historically, at least CDs, yes, they provide a fixed rate of return. You've got FDIC insurance. But in many cases, many timeframes, the return that you're going to get on a CD may or may not keep up with inflation. In many cases, it doesn't, especially with the inflation that we've seen recently. But you also have the bank. We've seen that recently as well. We've seen the challenges, some of these risks that some of these banks have faced, and that puts your money at risk to some extent as, as well. So you, again, you may have FDIC insurance, but who really wants to rely on FDIC insurance for your money? So you always have to keep in mind that every type of investment has some level of risk. So we don't want to let some amount of short-term, again, short-term volatility impact our long-term decisions and drive us to make emotional decisions when it comes to our investment strategy. And when it comes to predicting what's going to happen in the market, we do that all the time, right, Eric? 
<laughs> yes, many people do. And that's really, in it, in many cases, it's because I'm a pretty strong believer that nobody really can predict it, even the, uh, the geniuses on TV specifically. So we <laughs> want to prepare. We don't want to predict because again, we expect bear markets to happen. We just don't know when they're going to happen. So we purposely prepare both mentally and financially for whatever may come next through relevant ongoing communication and easy to understand strategies. Again, simple strategies. This doesn't have to be extremely complex. We want to keep all this as simple as possible. Let's talk about the uh, portfolio that we're actually having managed and like how much it costs. Well, I think you, again, there's going to be different ways of thinking about investment strategy and investment cost. And again, a lot of this is going to be dependent on whether you're trying to manage your own portfolio or you are working with a financial advisor, an asset manager, investment manager. But again, one of our principles as a firm is we want to manage and minimize your expenses on your portfolio. We believe that a diversified portfolio of low-cost funds and ETFs are typically going to serve you best over the long run. The other thing, of course, is taxes and some of the transactional costs. So in, in many cases, you know, the unfortunate nature of the news media is that they're always encouraging you to do one thing or the other. If the market's doing well, react. If the market's not doing well, react. But again, just from the, some of the studies and statistics that I've looked at, the more trading that's involved, most cases, the worse your returns are going to be. So sticking with a low cost, low transaction portfolio is historically proven again, very successful. Lastly, we got number six, uh, and that's that we follow our own advice. You know, as a steward of, of many of our clients' complete financial lives, we follow the exact same investment principles for our own finances. It would make a whole lot of sense for me to recommend something to a client and then be doing something completely different with my own finances or thinking about things completely different, taking a short-term approach or trying to predict the market. You know, I know a lot of financial advisors, you get, you think about how smart you are, <laughs> all the things that you know about investing and financial planning, all these different things. And you can find yourself doing that exact thing and overthinking investment strategy. Again, back to our quote, keep things simple, more than likely you're going to keep you on the right track. So we do, we try to follow the exact same principles with our own finances is what we would recommend to clients. So what should we do? Spell it out. What are the things that we need to be doing right now? Well, the first thing is, again, tune out the media. Uh, don't listen to the experts. Again, when you're talking about what you hear in the news, it's always act. It's act on this, act on that. Inflation's high, do this. Interest rates are going up, do this. Interest rates are going down, do that. For the most part, again, tune out the media. If you know you've got the right investment strategy for what your goals are, for what you're trying to accomplish, we've got our short-term money for our short-term goals. We've got our long-term money for our long-term goals. In most cases, there is no reason to react or especially overreact or react emotionally if, we, again, we know we have the right investment strategy in place to meet your goals. Now, nothing's guaranteed, but again, it's going to give you the highest probability of meeting those goals long-term. And the thing to keep in mind, too, is, you know, when it comes to the media, a lot of times they're interested in causing some fear in you because that keeps you coming back to them for more. But what about when it comes to the experts? Like, do they not really know what they're saying? Are they giving bad advice or do they just nobody really knows? Well, I think you have to first understand what their objective is. So in many cases, whether it's clicks, it's eyes, it's what they're getting, they're wanting people to watch. 
you know, they're not necessarily making their money, especially, you know, the different stations or different or different shows aren't really making money off investing, right? They're making money off of advertising dollars. So how do they get advertising dollars? They get more clicks, they get more views and stay the course doesn't really do that for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Telling people don't do anything, stick with your long-term strategy. That doesn't get clicks and doesn't get eyeballs uh, on the page when you tell somebody to do that. It's, hey, uh, this you need to buy this particular stock because it's going to do this and over the next 12 months. Th yeah, my opinion is they don't really know that that's going to be the case. But by getting it out there, getting people talking about it, getting people watching their show, reading their website, reading their articles, that's where they're going to make their money. They're not making money on helping you. They're making money from other sources. Ulterior motives, right? Of course. Every, there's always some underlying motive behind everything, right? <laughs> That's what we fear anyway. So you're saying that these the strategy needs to be simple. I think so. If you again, whether you're if you're working on an advisor, you're working on your own, you're doing your own investing, can you explain your investment strategy in a in simple terms? And I think it's even more important if you are working with an advisor. Do I understand my advisor's recommendations and their advice when it comes to investing? Do I understand my investment strategy? Could I explain it in maybe a couple of sentences? Because if you can't, again, kind of my philosophy around this is that the more comfortable and knowledgeable you feel about your investment strategy or your financial plan, the more likely you are to stick with it. If you can't really understand it, you can't really explain it within a couple of sentences, you probably don't understand it enough. Again, back, getting back to our original quote, and when things get difficult, that's when it comes back on you. That's when you say, well, am, I, am I really doing the right thing? The market's down 25%. Am I do, do we have the right pieces in place? Am I doing the right things? You start to second guess. But again, if you can know, okay, I can explain my investment strategy. I know I've got... I've got a goal that's four years away and I've got money that's set aside specifically for that purpose that isn't maybe not exposed to the stock market at all. Because again, and it's it's kind of a strategy or a philosophy that, that we use with our clients is that if it's a goal that's less than five years away, it probably doesn't, that money probably doesn't need to be in the market anyway. Because again, you think statistically, you know, on average, we're talking you know, three to four out of five years are probably up in the market, but there's always that one or two years within a five-year period that are down. And Murphy's Law says that's going to be the time that year that it's down is when you're going to need the money. Oh, so we would much prefer to say, okay, if we've got a goal that's less than five years away, we probably don't want to have that money exposed to that type of risk. So the people who actually you know, want to go to a financial advisor because they don't understand a lot of what is going on, you feel that they should be able to have it explained to them in a way that they find simple. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, if yeah, you're really in trouble if the financial advisor can't explain it in simple terms. And I think that that does, unfortunately, you know, our industry does that a lot. They'll talk over the client's heads to make themselves feel more important or to make it seem like they're more important and that they're this genius investment guru. And I'm not saying they're not, you know, there's great investors out there, you know, Warren Buffett, everybody, he's on everybody's list of great investors. But Warren Buffett's a billionaire and not everybody can do the things that he can do, right? right? So if you don't feel like your advisor can explain the investment philosophy, investment principles in simple terms, and they, again, just what I hope that we've done here through our conversation today. And again, these are on our website. You can go see those exactly what our investment principles are. If you can't, if you don't feel like your advisor can explain it, how are you, then you going to feel like you're going to understand it? Mm -hmm. And if you don't understand it, 
the likelihood is at some point you're going to go a different direction because you're not going to have confidence. You're not going to have the confidence when the market is down to say, okay, I, I feel like I, I know that I've got my short-term money set aside. I don't have to worry about short-term volatility as much as I would otherwise. Unless you said, okay, well, I've got a goal that's five years away. My portfolio is down 25%. What do I do? And that's the worst time you can ask that question is right in the middle of it. You want to know going into, or again, we can't predict it, but when they happen, we need to understand what our investment strategy is, how prepared are we for the to deal with those situations. So be wary of the advisor that says, you let me worry about that. I don't necessarily put it in those terms, but again, I think just in terms of saying, what is the philosophy, just being able to explain it. If I were to ask you, what's your investment process? What's your investment strategy? If you, again, if you can explain it within a couple of sentences and you've, and confidently so, right? Not just feeling like, well, I think we're, I think we're doing this and I think we, we've got some money over here and I think we're doing that. I don't really understand why we have it in there. That more than likely is a problem. That's going to probably, again, come back to you and create worry when you're in a difficult period. And that's where, again, a lot of this comes back to what are we doing during difficult markets? And do we have the principles we can come back to? Just like we talked about with health, when you kind of get off track with your health a little bit, we start eating better. We get our 10,000 steps. We get our, our hour in the, in the gym every day. We drink a, the right amount of water. Those are the principles that you would get. You would come back to if you're, you had kind of got out of alignment with your health. We need to have those same type of principles with our investments. And we need to have something we can kind of come back to when we get in those difficult periods where, again, I said there's never been a permanent decline in the market. But when you're right in the middle of a 25% decline or 30% decline, it feels like it's there's never an end to it. But there is, there is, at least historically, there's always been an end to the to the bear market. Every bear market has come to an end at some point. Uh, but when you're right in the middle of it, it can be worrisome. It can be scary, quite honestly. But again, if we have those principles, we can come back to and say, you know, we've got a strategy that's designed to help us meet our purpose. We've got a plan in place that's helped us to achieve that purpose. Our investment strategy aligns with that. We should be in pretty good shape. And again, aligning our investments with our time horizon. We come back to that. Uh, short-term money probably shouldn't be in long-term investments. When it comes to figuring out whether we want to go it on our own or hire an advisor, what is the timeline for something like that as you approach retirement? My feeling is that once you're once you're within five years, and again, it, it depends on your circumstances. You know, as you're a lot of people, you know, in their thirties and forties, they still want financial advice. So. You might want to be looking at a financial advisor that focuses on that accumulation phase. But as we've talked about in a few different episodes, once you're within five years, that's when you need to start evaluating what is my retirement income strategy going to look like? And does my financial advisor understand income planning? Again, it's a whole different ballgame when we're talking about pulling money out where you spent the last 40, 40 plus years, 45 years, 50 years, however long it's been working accumulating again, to a certain extent that can be, you can be successful just through discipline and habits, saving consistently into your 401k, every single paycheck that'll get you a long way. But when you get to the point of, okay, how do I start taking money out? That's a different process. Now we're talking about how we're talking about taxes. We're talking about coordinating with social security. How, what's the right timing for my social security benefits? Do I start it as early as possible? Do I delay it as long as possible? If I delay it, where's my income going to come from in the meantime? So once you're within about a five-year window, what I would probably call the retirement red zone, 
that five years before retirement, that's when you need to start thinking about either do I have the, do I feel like I've got the knowledge and the time to learn a lot of this, the income planning aspect, or you're asking, does my financial advisor, do I think my financial advisor understands the retirement income planning aspects, or do I need to start thinking about looking for a financial advisor that specializes in retirement income? And that's really what we do. That's where our, our primary focus is, is working with folks and primarily women who are in that transition phase of getting into and through retirement. That's really where, again, you need to feel confident that your advisor understands the implications there, especially if you, again, if you're, if you've gone through a divorce, you've been widowed, that's where these decisions become even more important. I kind of talk about those three primary factors in a successful retirement for a woman who's transitioning into retirement on her own. It's minimizing taxes, maximizing social security and investing smarter. Those are the three, I always come back to those three bullet points. So it stuck in my mind a little bit. You said the retirement red zone. You want to get through that and then be able to spike the ball, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a bit It'd of a be... football fan. <laughs> I know, and I, I'm I'm a huge football fan as well. But yeah, exactly. So you you think about when you're when you get so when you get in the red zone the, on the football field and that 20 yards in, that's why they they talk about all the, what is what happens now. The four the field gets shorter. The decisions you make become even more important. You've got less room to work with. Mm -hmm. All of that applies to the retirement conversation. We've got less time to work with. We don't get any do-overs. You know, once you've, for the most part, once you make a decision on social security, you're pretty much stuck with it. Well, actually, I, I've got an episode upcoming that uh, we'll talk about some of the potential do-over strategies. But for the most part, there is, there's a, you know, once you've made the decision, that's it. You're stuck. Yeah. And then you have to depend on the ref. So no, I'm getting way ahead of myself now. Okay. Let's talk <laughs> about what's coming up for the next episode. So we talked to we kind of combine a few of these different concepts. So as we start looking at making these decisions, how do I know whether my financial advisor is knowledgeable about retirement income? So we're going to talk about the 10 questions to ask your financial advisor if you're approaching retirement. And again, there's a lot of great questions out. There's a lot, you know, the CFP website. So I'm a certified financial planner. The CFP has their list of 10 questions. There's a list of 10 questions everywhere. But these specifically are around, does my advisor understand IRAs and distribution planning and the most effective ways of getting money out of your retirement accounts versus putting money in? So I'm really excited about that episode. All right. Looking forward to it. In the meantime, how can people get in touch with you, Eric? Absolutely. So Go to blakewealthmanagement.com. We've got a lot of free resources. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter there. We send out a weekly newsletter every Thursday morning, 9.30 Central. We've got a number of other resources. Our principles, our financial planning principles are there for you to review. Our investing principles are there for your review. Our process, click that start here button. It'll walk you through our Simply Retirement Roadmap process, see exactly how we work with folks who are considering our firm to help navigate the retirement process. If you're interested in scheduling just a 15-minute introductory phone call, you can do it right from that page. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. That's it for today's episode of the Simply Retirement Podcast. We hope you found our insights and advice helpful in planning for a fulfilling retirement. Don't forget to take action on what you've learned today. Visit our website at 
blakewealthmanagement.com to learn more about our firm and review our Simply Retirement Roadmap process to get you on the right path to the retirement you deserve. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Thank you for joining us on this journey, and we look forward to helping you achieve your retirement goals. Remember, retirement is not the end of the road. It is the start of a new journey. So embrace it and make the most of it. Until next time, take care. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analyses of Blake Wealth Management. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, private client services, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Blake Wealth Management or RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private client services, Blake Wealth Management, and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.